Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Drew, you're musically talented. Give us a little beat. Perfect. Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you, Drew, for that beautiful little beatboxing. I'm not sure about you guys, but I've definitely needed some sort of distraction every few hours from the news and social media the last few days. And I've been using WGT Golf as that distraction and trying to prepare for the major we're hosting this weekend starting today, Friday through Sunday. The DMVR family will be playing the election open at Congressional Country Club. All of our DNVR Country Clubs can participate, and the best news is anyone can win some awesome prizes, not just the best players, which helps out players like me who just aren't as good and want to get better. And this is just like a little incentive, a little sprinkle of like, hmm, maybe I can win some fun stuff. All you got to do is enter into the closest hole challenge at Congressional and submit your screenshot to our pinned Twitter thread on DNVR underscore sports or you can email your picture to info at thedmvr.com. Once you have entered to win, we will choose a random winner each week to pick out a DMVR shirt of their choice and a mask, and we'll ship it to you. If you haven't downloaded WGT yet, do not worry. You can still get in on this offer. Join the DMVR3 Country Club by going to dnvrgolf.com. So i got to hone my WGT skills, though. I am not near as good at that as I am in real life, so that's a problem. As so a, as a guitar hero to you as like like like, as like somebody yeah. who knows how to actually play the guitar and is like terrible at guitar hero. Right. I'm gonna say yeah. as someone with a short attention span, it's a good thing you dedicated your life to a game that play takes four hours. <laughs> no, yeah, I, well, I, I'm firing off tweets in between each shot, checking social media. Yeah, I'm not like locked in for four and a half hours. Probably about ten minutes gonna... total. I was going to say, you might not be able to beat a golf pro on the actual golf course, but you could beat a golf pro at WGT. It's pretty I, fun. I'm going to get slapped by everyone. I, 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 per- I personally witnessed Rudo play a near immaculate closest to the pin challenge. Yeah, I have to wait Twitch. for Eric to watch me. His booze just feed me. As I, as I, 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 I was like, oh, because hmm. well, I, I, I had played a pretty like uh, ho-hum round. I felt decent about it. And then I watched Rudo's near immaculate round and I was like, what a, what am I even doing? What is this? Because <laughs> I'm oh. different level. <laughs> don't forget to do- download WGT Golf. Go to dmvrgolf.com. It's a bunch of fun and you get to play against all of us. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dump two hands to Kola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two-run home run. Trevor Story. Lock. And so touchdown. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Is, is anyone drinking a Breck Brew? Rudo, Drew, my guys. I finished my Breck Brew yesterday. Strawberry Sky, the absolute best. It is I'm the at work, beer but I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you verbally say that, but for all the people watching the live stream, they're like, actually. I'm your host, Ali Monroy, and with me today, I've got Rudo, Drew Creaseman, Big Drive, Spence, Spencer Smith, D-Line, Eric, and RK. And today, like I said, is probably going to be a feisty Friday. That is um, 
thoughts on fans booing in any sport in general, the way players react to fans and all that good stuff. So uh, before we jump into that actual topic and hearing everyone's opinion, first, I want to give the backstory as to why we are talking about this. The Broncos beat the LA Chargers 31-30 on Sunday in a crazy comeback win um the butt cheek game as many are calling it first ryan what are a few takeaways you had from that game besides butt cheeks yeah first of all (laughs) butt cheeks uh (laughs) kind of all drew lock got his swagger back and that is extremely good news for the broncos extremely good news for drew lock because man were people ready to give up on him um and I mean, really, he was 15 minutes away from the fan base revolting against him. Um, You already had certain media members talking about benching him at halftime. So it was not trending well for Drew Locke. And rightfully so. He wasn't playing good football. Uh, But you saw him get a little bit of mojo when he throws the touchdown to Deshaun Hamilton. You kind of saw him throw the backpack on and strut his stuff down the field. And, you know, for me, I noticed that. I was like, oh, okay. He feels it. He feels like they're going to go win this game. And for them to go do it, and there was a lot that went into it, but Drew Locke was a really big part of it, I think is gonna. we're going to look back on that as a turning point for him this season when he kind of got back to who Drew Locke really is and stopped worrying about you know what it means to be a franchise quarterback, all that, all the pressure. It just started being Drew Locke, and I think you'll see that translate this week. Oh, yeah. Confident Drew Locke was something else and we did see that last year um when he was starting those last few games of the season but we really haven't seen it this year after his injury um the big hate i saw on social media ryan um was that philip Lindsay was killing it when he did get carries but he wasn't getting as many carries as melvin gordon so people were mad at that to their defense i kind of agree (laughs) yeah no i agree as well um you have to be malleable in in your game plan you have to be able to say hey what we're doing is not working with melvin gordon let's run philip Lindsay more um and it's something that has been uh, a storyline that surrounds philip Lindsay since i started watching him play football all the way, you know, I guess ever since he left Denver South, Denver South High School because they've certainly fed him the rock plenty. Um, but ever since then, it's it's just always been, a, you know, a debate with Philip Lindsay. Should he be getting the ball more? And to me, the answer is always yes. Um, this last weekend, I just give the Broncos coaching staff a little bit of a pass because he wasn't on the practice field for most of the week. But in general, you, we just need more Philip Lindsay always. Um, you need to feed him the rock. I was on uh, – the radio with our friends over at Altitude today. I said, Philip Lindsay's like a really loose slot machine. If you put in enough coins, you're going to hit a jackpot. Uh, and that's what happened for the Broncos in that game. They they got lucky. They put a coin in and Phil took it 55 yards the other way and really turned the game on its head. So I think the Broncos understand that. There's a little bit of like a protection thing going on. Um, but they know that their best path to a victory every week involves a lot of Philip Lindsay. How did everyone else feel about that comeback win? Drew, you just keep saying all Drews are great. <laughs> what did you think of that game? Fact of life, you can't count Drews out. Don't ever count out a Drew. Not in the clutch, not when it's clutch time. My man Drew came through. That's what Drews do. Throw the, 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 are, we, are, are, we, are we including Butera? <laughs> uh, look, man, uh, Drew Butera has a beautiful head of hair. Really just one of the great. Drew, Drew Butera has like a career batting average of 190 and has over a decade of MLB experience and a World Series championship ring. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to include Drew Butera. He figured it out. Yeah. I call him Drew Drew Goodhera. <laughs> we all do. That's what everyone does. Right. Oh, goodness. Get out of here with that. All right, Eric, you mentioned Drew that Goodman after that. 100% success rate in predicting home runs. Drews are good. You're going to say a 100% success race in winning Colorado Sportscaster of the Year. I think that might be right as well, doesn't it? I think it's like 74 of those. All right, Eric, you said that you were a little bit out on the Broncos after that tough Chiefs loss. Yeah, I would say – Now you're bought in. uh, Yeah, I would say out is the wrong word. I would say excited 
like my, my enthusiasm had been dampered. Okay. Um, I was, but I was explaining to everybody beforehand, like my Broncos fandom is so inherent to who I am. And you, I just don't, you, I don't really realize it until the beast is reawakened and, you know, things have been bad for a while, but I've realized like I only ever bury it like no more than just one inch under the surface. And it takes just one, one play. And I'm just like, I'm back. Let's go. Let's go. So, um, you know that the the Chiefs game was demoralizing because uh, you may or may not know this. They're in our division and uh, they're somebody we have to play twice uh, every year, and it's. Uh, I don't think a, anyone a, knew that actually. <laughs> and it's not it's it's not it's not good when they're the measuring stick and you just get absolutely uh, like beat down with they're, that stick. They're better. They're the best. They're they're a better team. So, um, yeah. but you know, like it just reminds you. Um, just having gone through, you know, obviously focusing on the Nuggets so so heavily over the the past several years, just what it looks like when you actually allow a young team to mature and grow and meld together and and find uh, you know a path um, where they're able to become greater than the sum of their parts and and you know get confidence as a squad, and so it's like really encouraging to see um, exactly that happen. You know, like the the Broncos get down to a place where. Like really, their backs are against the wall. They've lost. They're losing the popular vote um, all across Denver. Drew Locke, like people are, you know, they they just because unfortunately some, for whatever reason, some quarterbacks come into the league and just absolutely hit the ground running. But that's just it's just such an unrealistic expectation that people just have for whatever reason. Um, so for to see him like just absolutely hit dire straits in the eyes of. Um, you know, Denver as a whole and, and responding that way was just so encouraging. I just can't, it just gives me so much. I, I, I was, I, I was never out on Drew Locke, but, um, you know, you just saw the, the, the Twitter chatter and it was just so dis- disheartening and for, to see him like turn it around in such a thunderous way. was just so satisfying. It was great. Spence, you were actually at the game on Sunday. What was that comeback like I know so many people wish they could have been there on Sunday. Eric mentioned in our Slack after the game, like, can you imagine the noise um, at the end of the game if fans were all in there like normal? How is that like to be in the stadium? It was very socially distant, quiet party at the end. But it was, I mean, it's loud enough to where you can you can get it. If everybody, every one of the 5,700 or whatever is in there is cheering, it actually gets fairly loud. I was pretty close to the field, but I, I mean – you can definitely players can definitely hear what people are saying more. I think Ryan talked about that in a podcast um, and we'll probably get into that a little later about exactly what, what went down, but it was louder than I thought, especially the booze at halftime. Um, but at the end of the game, I mean, I was jumping up and down. I was, it was a blast. I, it was louder than I thought it would be. Let's put it that way. It, when everybody got even like the defense chance and like, third down and when they play the music but I did notice I I couldn't tell for sure I think they still had pumped in crowd noise because there was like something going on and I was like looking around and no one was really saying anything (laughs) or doing anything but there was just noise and you could hear it kind of like a roar type of deal and I was like I'm not sure what's happening here but I think they were still pumping a little bit of noise in but it was it was fairly loud for what I expected it to be. Rain have you heard any of that of them pumping noise still throughout the stadium? Uh, no, I haven't, but it wouldn't surprise me. You're allowed to, so. Yeah. Um, Spencer, how was that whole process like being in the stadium, um, the safety measures you guys have, you guys have to go to, of course, not many fans get to experience that right now. To be honest, I, I mean, coronavirus has been terrible. It's been nothing but bad for basically humans, bars, businesses. I mean, there's nothing good about it really. Great, great <laughs> You got to build two humans. When you start with humans, you're only working your way smaller. <laughs> this is but what like, I top take. Just the actual experience was incredible. You walk in, there's nobody, not a single person in line. We got through security in 20 seconds. It, it takes you 25 to 30 seconds to go to the bathroom, get a beer, and get back to your seat. And you don't miss anything. Uh, it, it's great. I. I accidentally high-fived a sarcastic Chargers fan before, and Kylie gave me a look like, dude, come on, what are you doing? Like, COVID. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know. And then I wanted, <laughs> I tried to find him after the game after I had had, like, six more drinks, but he was nowhere to be found. 
<laughs> I'm sure you hand sanitize. Kylie made you hand sanitize your hands. Oh yeah, we got, we got that thing strapped on our belt. You know, it's just insta, <laughs> insta sanitized. Boom. But, but the uh, the thing with the mask, you know, I get it. Like I'm totally fine wearing a mask if I get to go, but they are very strict on that for sure. So if you plan on going to a game, like they have, you know, like kind of I related to like a golf event when they have the quiet please signs. They have just signs that say masks, please, or masks required. And they'll just like the ushers just look up at everybody in the in the section and they'll just kind of look at somebody and hold it straight up, like looking right at them until they pull their mask up. And then so it was constantly that was really the only other than the fight in the section in front of us. That was really the only thing the ushers were doing. Was other just than the fight. Hold up. There was a fight in front of you. Oh, it, it was wild. Yeah. The section below us, there was four Charger fans. And then four Broncos fans socially distanced about six feet from each other. And within about five minutes, they were all pretty much piled on top of each other. Oh, swinging. my God. It was outstanding. Fans still going to be fans. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, yeah, they were chirping. The Chargers fans were chirping. And then um, they they were – they actually – the Charger fans ended up getting kicked out at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and the Broncos fans got to stay. Um, but, yeah, they were definitely <laughs> instigating it the whole time. And the Broncos fans finally had had enough of it. So it was, it was pretty funny. As long as they kept their masks on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can swing hands. Just keep that, keep that face covered. Someone just spraying hand sanitizer over the pile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, that leads us into the incredible comeback that the Broncos made. The Broncos were down 24-3. And like you mentioned, there were boos at halftime in the stadium and it was pretty loud. You could hear it through the TV. Um, I do want to go around and talk about everyone's thoughts on booing when it comes to any team, not just football. Um, but I know some people really, really hate it and others don't necessarily care. And then other people's are okay with it. Um, so I want us to have a good discussion, just kind of talking about our thoughts on it since it is a bit more of a controversial topic. So Drew, I'm going to start with you because this idea well, came sure. From you and me talking about it in the DMVR Broncos live stream on Monday. So um, what are your thoughts on it? Why are you um, against it? Okay, so a couple of things I got to make clear here. One, I don't tell anybody else how to fan. You you want to express your, your opinion as a paying customer. You want to go out there and boo people. How about it? I'm not going to call you a bad fan or say you're not a true fan for booing your team or any of that nonsense, right? My only thing is this one. So I have a rule for myself and that rule is I'm only going to boo somebody for lack of effort. Professional sports are incredibly hard. And uh, my father had a, a phrase when I was a kid, he was a big KU basketball fan. And he would say whenever they lost, when I was really little and I was really upset. He would say, you know, there's boys on the other team on scholarship too. And it's something I think as sports fans, we just tend to forget like the other team is also good. And so for me, I've always found booing to be fundamentally disrespectful, not just of your team, but of the other team as well. That you're so upset at your guy that it doesn't even enter your mind that maybe they're just getting beat by other professional athletes who are performing well, that it's worthy, not because they're not trying hard, but because they're just not executing. They're just not having success. You don't think these guys want to have success? And so I find it to be counterproductive. I find it, at the very least, it's not productive. At the absolute most, I feel like the best argument in favor of booing is, well, I'm allowed to. I have every right to. I am justified in doing so. And to that, I can only say, okay, yes, you are. There's lots of things that you are allowed or justified to do out there in the world. And I am allowed or justified to look at people and go, you know, probably not for the best. You're not helping your cause. You're not helping your team. Like you're probably hurting your team. You're probably hurting your cause. And you're probably just hurting yourself. And I would suggest, though not demand, you consider another course of action. I do want to say, though, that before we started this, Ruto actually said that Eric, with his booze, helped him right. out on the golf course. So, so 
So this, right, so this is where you and I started to get into it in the comments section, right? Is this notion of like corrective booing of like, oh, well, sometimes people will boo you and that'll make you do better. And like the two examples that were given on the Broncos podcast were Philadelphia and Buffalo. And did I miss the dynasties for those two teams somewhere? Did I miss where the booing has spurred them on to give the finger to their own fans and everyone who doubted them and all the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl championships of my lifetime? Did I... Did I fall asleep for 30 years? Like, <laughs> so I, I've always thought that was a really funny thing. Philly in general, Philly, the city known for booing its own teams. How many championships do they have across the four major sports in they the have last? Denver. Eight or nine. They have more than Denver. They have eight or nine. I mean, still, it's not, they're not. <laughs> out there. That's, that's not a lot, man. That's. All I'm yeah, saying, explain, yeah, the Eagles. Nice. Okay, so obviously I'm from Philadelphia, grew up there. I personally have not booed my team, but I understand if other people want to boo the, boo the Eagles or boo whoever their team. No matter what, even when the Eagles have sucked, the Phillies have sucked, the Flyers have sucked, no matter what, that, that stadium and those arenas are packed with Philadelphians. And players, I know that they have to, like, accept it because, like, that's just the fan base that they're dealing with. But players have said, you know what? At least they care. At least even when we haven't won a single game, maybe they're booing us. But when we do score a touchdown, it is still going crazy and loud because the fans care enough to still be here even when we suck. And so I understand people not wanting to boo and not liking that. I personally have not booed my own team because I'm happy when they win. I want things to go well. But – Philadelphia is just that way in that they're just really passionate sports fans and they're going to show up and they might boo you. But then when you do do something great, AJ would laugh because I said doo-doo, um, <laughs> they celebrate like no other <laughs> and they go crazy. And during that Eagle Super Bowl celebration and parade, like fans were like, oh, or players were like, wow, like this just means like some players who had been in Super Bowl parades in other cities are like it just means something else to these fans because of how intense they are. And so that's just the way I see it from that side. Again, I personally haven't booed, but I don't. If you want to boo, then that's that's I fine. Mean, are we gonna get to booing not your own team later on? Should I save this? <laughs> what do you mean? Is that like, a different category? You're, you're like completely the neutering the boo if you can only use it against your own team. Like, no, <laughs> everyone is everyone is uh, you know a, a potential target of booing. Because that, like, when you can boo the other team, when you can boo Gary Bettman every time he exists, <laughs> I mean, this is where the boo's versatility comes in and becomes a great, useful tool. Every time, there's a handful of players that come into the Pepsi Center, P.K. Subban, uh, anyone with the last name Bertuzzi, anytime they touch the puck, just eruption of boos from the crowd. And it's one of the best things ever. So yeah, that I'm a hundred percent for. I remember being <laughs> at all those games back when every time Kobe Bryant would touch the basketball, though, again, maybe some, I don't think it was correct. I don't think he was responding to the booze by having great games in Denver. I'm pretty sure. And you can check me on this. That Kobe Bryant was just a phenomenal basketball. Player. Hmm. Um, but, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. Be like boo the other team all day. Like, because again, my thing is uh, it, it, you're hurting your own team when you boo your own team, especially when you directed a specific player, then, then it's really like, again, unless I, that guy's I do not want to clarify trying. though. There was some, Man, I, mean, I do really quick. Well, I want to care. I do. When people go over the line, when they're, people are saying like chirping is better, but some fans get really aggressive and mean and directed towards players. And some of the stuff they say is just flat out, messed up and so i do not sure. agree with that um and i do think ryan mentioned that um on their show too like broncos players were going after certain players and saying some messed up things and so definitely not for that but yeah. when it comes to booing it's just another thing all right we'll let other people talk rk eric what are you thinking rk you can go first yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of nuance to this. One, I do I do believe in corrective booing. Um, when it's directed at the team, I think the team hears the message, and it's not like it makes them try harder or anything like that. But it gives it it puts a chip on their shoulder, and as we know from countless events in sports, chips on shoulders is a good thing. 
Um, and I think, you know, I honestly believe that the Broncos fans that were booing the team this last week fired the team up. And it's because the team hasn't stopped talking about it all week. It clearly had an impact on them in one way or another. And they enjoyed turning those boos into cheers. With that being said, I have never booed one of my teams. I don't think I would um, because I, I don't, I'm just a, like I, I feel like I'm with Drew in the sense that like I, I, I want to support them. Uh, like I, I'm much more likely to like yell something about like your head up than I am about, you know, getting your shit together. Um, but <clears throat> I will say, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, Allie, and maybe this will lead well into what Spencer has to say. If you're like going after a certain player, if you're making personal attacks, any of that stuff, even if you're just booing, then you should expect to, or you should at least be okay with the team giving it back. Because Spencer, you know, can maybe tell the story without creating any headlines here. But, you know, like, when you're yelling at a player, if they yell back at you, you don't get to, like, act like the victim. And if you boo the team, and then the team comes out after the game and says, yo, that was BS that y'all were booing us, you don't get to, like, whine and be like, well, you weren't playing good. Like, it has to be able to go both ways here. Yeah. So uh, if, you can, if you're going to dish it out, you've got to be able to take the, the reverse criticism. I agree. Spencer, you can tell the story uh, that Ryan's kind of referring to without headlines, yes. apparently, without creating okay, headlines. Okay, so uh, <laughs> whoever plays the most important position on the Broncos. Oh, my fine. God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, well, this isn't confirmed. The, you know, I had quite a few lemonades with double shots of raspberry vodka. So this could be completely just my mind making this up. But uh, at the end of the game, there was definitely a fan right behind the Broncos bench. Um, that was, And you could hear it almost in the mic screaming, I love you, I love you. And there was a few choice players that were definitely looking caught on the Jumbotron going, no, 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 not after that first half and what we heard. Word for word. And so, and I'm with Ryan on that. It's just like, if you're going to stand there and run your mouth, like there's no reason for them not to do it back to you. Even Dalton Reisner, uh, oops, um, even some of the offensive <laughs> line were, were doing the same thing where they were like, no, like they were basically like, we don't want to hear it. You know, don't, don't cheer for us. It's fine. You know, you didn't cheer for us the whole first half. You were down on us. Um, I personally didn't boo myself. I'm kind of like, like you guys said, I don't, I, I love to boo the referees. Those are the only people I love. <laughs> I watched the game like three times on a, on a missed holding call early in the first half. Um, but as far as booing my own team, I don't necessarily believe in it, but as everybody's kind of related to, I'm not going to tell someone how to fan. Um, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you just, you just kind of, like you, if to me, if you're gonna boo, that's fine. But you don't get to cheer at the end, or you, <laughs> if they win, you don't get to be like, yeah, knew it all, knew it the whole time, knew it the whole time. No. See, that's where that's where I'll disagree. I don't think you have to like. I don't think you can literally be like, I called it. They were gonna win, but I mean, the the cheer, the yeah. boos and the cheers, the like, the cheers are always gonna be louder than the boos eventually at the end of I the mean, day. It's a but real quick, before you guys moment. keep talking, I do want. Fans no who are watching this, subscribers, anyone who's listening to this, definitely give us your takes on it. I have a few people in the comments that I'll read later talking about how they were at the game, they booed, how they feel about it. So I definitely want to hear some more opinions on it. So write it in the chat um, for the live stream. Okay. Rudo, what were you saying? It, if you boo at one point and you cheer at the end, I think that's fine. It, it's a raw yeah. – it's emotion from the fans. I think that's perfectly fine. And from my point of view, look – if I'm making league minimum in the NHL $600,000, you can do a lot worse than boo at me, and I'll be cool with it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that side of it. But with everything, there's a limit, right? Like, everyone has to draw a line. Oh, Philly, yeah. Flyers fans notorious for not only booing, but starting to throw stuff on the ice. And that's yeah, where I disagree with that. things get a little bit too far, right? Like, you can't be physically endangering people. But it – the from the fan perspective, they're there for entertainment. And if they're entertained by booing their own team, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So right, Eric, uh, how do you feel? So I, um, I lustily, lustily booed Tim Tebow. 
I absolutely, I lustily booed um, Ian Desmond. I did what, not. What does a lusty boo sound like? Mm, oh, you got, you got it, like sure. very, very guttural, very <laughs> deep. Like it, it comes from a, a deep place inside, and you project and you make sure that it's heard. Um, did yeah, did not boo Will Barton. Did boo Ian, Ian Desmond. Absolutely booed Tim Tebow. Did not boo Kyle Orton. Um, booing is. Do you have like a whole list of players yeah. that you do and don't <laughs> yeah. boo? Whenever no, just, I see these players, I will boo. <laughs> um, I booing is part of the language of sports. It is absolutely appropriate. Whatever you feel like you're, it's a conversation you're having with the the players on the field. You cheer for them. You boo for them. Like you can boo your own players and still love them. You can get into an argument with a family member and then still be friends at the end of the day. You. If you start throwing insults and being personal, that's one thing. But you can say, like, I don't like what I'm seeing. This is – I don't approve of what's going on right now. Like, the people that were booing the Broncos weren't booing Drew Locke. They were booing the abysmal performance that the Broncos put out. Yeah, sure. Man. They're putting it yeah, out on a the, lot on the of comments like, have said that they were at the game and they were booing, but they were booing the coaches. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, oh, I'm you sure Drew like, Locke made that distinction. <laughs> I mean, you, what you can, no one what can happens? tell what's happening into the locker room. He comes out and plays the bet one of the better games of his career. Like, it's it's just that, that that's how sports are. Like, it's you, you cheer, you boo. I mean, it's it's sports take you down to a level of just you're not having a a spirited debate with the guys on the on the field. You're like, I wish that you would uh, use better judgment while coming up with a game plan. You've not you clearly. Not, I mean, like. You go boo, and they hear it, and then, and then they go yay, and that's what sports are. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, sports are listening. Just have part of your brain. But you, I mean, like, you know, th- this is always funny every time we have one of these uh, these interactions through where it's like you clearly understand what this means in the world of professional wrestling. Like, you understand that the crowd boos the heel, and that's like part of the game is that. They're putting on an, a, an entertainment for you, and you can respond to it in the same way you can do it with a comedian. Or people do this in, with entertainment. Like I like what I'm seeing. I don't like what I'm seeing. Very base level conversation. And um, but I, again, like when it gets like personal and like honestly mean, like, and we get past the point where we take it out of sport, like the world of sport. Like I'm out on that one thousand percent. Like so- I would never. Oh, good. I was just going to say, I think that leads me to the direct and obvious, like ganging up on a very specific player kind of crosses the line for me. And I think Garrett Bowles is a perfect example. Uh, Yes. Like Garrett Bowles. um, the, The situation there is weird to me because like, it's very obvious to me. It was when he was struggling that he was in his head. And so going to Drew's point, you are definitely making it worse by booing him. And if you go back and look at some of his worst games, his mistakes pile on top of each other. All the while, the home fans are booing him. And that that crosses the line a bit to me. But I will, you know. And now he's having his best season ever. And, Every and he, Rockies yeah, and, reliever ever of all time was just like, oh, my God, a story of my life. Or even, I mean, can you imagine if fans, can you imagine if fans like really did boo every single game, John Gray, when he was struggling with his mental stuff? Like for sure, some players are are can handle it more than others. And I, I think, think a lot of times the anger is misguided. I think that yeah. the person that you should be mad at is not Garrett Bowles for trying his hardest and not doing the job it's john elway for drafting him in the first round it's not ian desmond for not being able to get hit it's jeff breidich for paying however many million dollars you know think about who's putting them in a position to fail and in the end like it's not their fault it's not their fault usually but like to play devil's advocate there a little bit, like Jacob mentioned in the chat, people didn't boo the sixteen seventeen abs. A lot of people don't boo the Rockies very often because boos come up from a place of they don't get hurt on TV. People boo the Rockies. All right, fair enough, but it isn't it isn't <laughs> screaming boos because 
People don't expect them to be good anymore. Boos come from an expectation of quality play. So the fans believe that the team can be better. The 16-17 abs, when they get blown out, you start chanting for the other team to score 10 goals because that's the most entertaining thing you can do. You just don't expect anything different. And I agree with Ryan in saying a lot of the time the direction of the boos can be misguided. But I do think it comes from a fan base place of thinking that the team should be better. It's absolutely true. It's like what that is the exact way to look at it. It is the it is the diametric opposite of the cheer, which is you are emotionally engaged and you are engaged. You are living in your emotions, which is for me like that's what sports are. Like I have every other place to go with my intellectual. Uh, entertainment like I'll go to movies I'll go to things that are uh, actually challenging that part of my brain and ask that part of my brain to be engaged sports are like I want this to happen it didn't happen I'm bad like I want to like I want to be dumb as a sports fan I want like (laughs) that's really truly what I want like that's the way I mean anybody who's gone to a game with me like I I I have four things I go I go I cheer I go go. I scream let's go (laughs) I boo if it's the other tier, and I say you suck. And you yep. suck is is reserved for the other team, but the home team can get a boo if they deserve it. But they really they really get booed. But I, I'm now, Eric not- when he screams you suck, it like is truly from yeah. his core. He's like, you yeah. suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it, it it thunders. It Let's echoes throughout the arena. What, what's your best chirp of a player, Eric? That's what you I want just to know. says you suck. Just you suck. <laughs> nothing, nothing clever. That's yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Oh no, no, you don't realize it's the most universal because then the player takes it on and they, they have to decide why it is they suck. No, I want to see more specific <laughs> chirps here. All right. So I have a story. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Before we keep going, I gotta go to an ad break. I'm sorry. You're interrupting a perfect transition into my story. Fine. If Lindsay asks anyone, it's your fault. Okay, yeah, sorry. Come get me, Lindsay. Um, You suck. So, yeah. So, when I was a kid, I want to say I'm about, just say 10 years old. I was at a CU versus Missouri game, and it's maybe it's 11 or 12. It's at the age where you're, you know, you're starting to talk smack and you're like, you're trying to look cool in front of your friends. And uh, as the Missouri team is coming out of the tunnel, we're like right next to it. And the quarterback for Missouri was a guy by the name of Brad Smith, who, who played a little bit in the NFL as a wide receiver. And like, so I'm like between him and my computer, like this close, and I just yell, you suck like right at him and he just stops and just looks at me and just like raises his eyebrow and i was literally just filled with so much regret so quickly like like it was like the first time where like there was like a wall broken down between me and them like i just thought you know they it was like they were invincible and he just he was just like like looking at me and I'm just like this little kid and I was my heart sunk and I was just like oh my god like, like I don't know I what suck. to do I, I froze suck. yeah I suck <laughs> it was really bad and like I can still feel the way I felt in that moment I felt the so white, guilty the white hot shame I love it <laughs> oh my god okay I'm glad that was a good story that was a good story all right Before we keep going, the season, the NFL season is obviously in full swing and the action is still unfolding. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app with so many storylines across both professional, the NFL and college. This is the time to check out all the DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the app store now because you don't want to miss the awesome deals that they have. Most of DMVR was wrong yesterday when it came to CSU Wyoming. Wyoming some, didn't cover the spread. So congrats to anyone who did actually win some money on betting on CSU for winning that border war. Um, but this week, DraftKings, um, to celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet. They cover with risk-free Sunday betting. This weekend, Denver is taking on Atlanta in a clash of two high-flying offenses. So get in on all the action now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older. Colorado only, risk-free coverage, paid 
out in site credits. Important. Um, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're going to get into uh, that Broncos-Falcons uh, game in a little bit and see what Ryan and the rest of the guys think about that spread. But you can always... Um, Listen to DNVR Bets Daily to figure out what you should place your money on. They've been doing pretty well, right, right, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, your yeah. parlays have been hitting sunglass time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a parlay guy now. No one ever expected it, but I've quintupled my account in the last week and a half. I'm sad you're going down the parlay hole that Andre has, <laughs> is in. It's all about just knowing when to wean yourself off. Does anyone else have a story like Ryan talked about? Do you remember a certain time, Spencer? I've got one. So Mitchell and I actually, this is only two years ago, but we had that same feeling that Ryan had. We, so we were at we were sitting courtside at the Nuggets game. They were playing the Clippers. Flex. And we're at the courtside seats on the end of the Clippers bench. And so we're at the end of the Clippers bench, and we are giving DeAndre Jordan shit all night long. Like the entire night, just chirping him, and he—they can clearly hear us, but it was only when he was on the court. So he—I forget who it was—but he throws down a monster alley oop and looks right at us, and and gives us a wink. And I was like, "Oh my god, he's like hearing this." And so then he comes back to the bench. He literally sits down two seats from us, looks right at Mitchell, like looks Mitchell dead in the eye, and gives him like the kiss, the blow a kiss face. And just doesn't do with anything the rest of the game. And I was just like, oh my God. And that was when Nuggets got blown out that game. And we were like, okay, this is, we were like, this is not what we should have done. Like, he just destroyed <laughs> us. It was so bad. And we were just sitting there the rest of the game, just not saying a word. Who was the player again? DeAndre Jordan. Ah. Uh. Yeah, he, it, he literally stared Mitchell down for 20 seconds and then blew a kiss at him. And I was like, yep, we are wrong. We messed up. <laughs> we mess up we should not have done that um i do want to drew i didn't hear from you um how do you feel about players chirping back i think a few most of you talked about how um you feel like that's okay rudo drew what do you guys think uh yeah, yeah. Go for it. yeah. Go for it, all right uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like you guys said earlier if, if someone's gonna chirp at you chirp back I, i've always had a again it's more about like I don't know. I have this big theory in life. We've got we've got to get better at just judging each other. All these people want to be like, I don't judge anyone, or I don't want anyone to judge me. I'm just very non-judgmental. BS. We're all judging each other all the time. Just be honest with it. That's just, all you have to do is say like, oh, that guy does a lot of chirping. I don't particularly like that. I'm not going to root for that guy. I'm not going to like that guy. I'm not going to want him to succeed if they do too much chirping for your liking. I have a particular appreciation. I I just do it this way. If somebody happens to get back at someone who was getting at them or whatever, and they can no sell it. I, I love that so much better. Like, I just think that that's dope if you can. And, and again, this is coming from baseball. I think a lot of this, like Eric was talking about, you know, having this very guttural emotional reaction to sports. Like I was four years old and they handed me the pack of cards with like a billion statistics on the back of them. And it was immediately an intellectualized experience. And so for me, and baseball is literally, you sit there and talk about from pitch to pitch. Is he going to go with this? Is he going to go with that? Is he coming high and hard? Is he going away from them? And it's a continuing conversation. It's almost the conversation is as much a part of it as the game. So, it, but a lot of people do have super emotional reactions to it as well. There's there's kind of a battle there a little bit more in baseball. Even, even the culture of the game, like inside, like they're, there are all these unwritten rules and all this nonsense and the unpacking of like, are you allowed to flip your bat or jog yeah. a little slower around the bases? Yeah. Is the proper awful punishment for that rules. attempted murder with a 99 no. mile an hour fastball? <laughs> it's just like, it, you know, it's it's a it's crazy world is baseball when it comes to this whole conversation. It's like there was a couple of years ago in Arizona when the Rockies did end up going to the postseason when some fans behind home plate were really giving it to him. And he like struck out in the first couple at bats and it was a tight game. It was late in the season. Rockies and Diamondbacks were neck and neck. And then he hit like a two or three run jack to put Colorado up. And for the first time in his career, stepped on home plate, looked at the guy was like, that was for you, buddy. And <laughs> yeah. Like in that minute, you were just like, ah. I, and I love it. I, yeah. I, 
like chirping is so ingrained in hockey culture as just something that's par for the course <laughs> that it's just part of the game like 100% and it, it's an opportunity it's an avenue in hockey to be extremely creative some of the most well-known fan chirps in sports are the green men in Vancouver who sit next to the penalty box and throw pancakes at the glass. And it's the most nonsensical thing. Everybody loves it. Like it's, it's one of the coolest things you like I've seen in pancakes. Oh my goodness. I said, I wanted to go to Nashville to watch a fish thrown on the ice. Now I want to to go there and see pancakes. They retired like years ago. It's I'll, an look excellent some, thing. I'll look at some YouTube videos. <laughs> the uh, the best chirp I've ever had, as we're playing Vancouver back when uh, the Sedins were still playing, and one I one of the Sedins picked up the puck. I forget what it is, and it was a pretty quiet night in the in the Pepsi Center. And I yelled at him that his brother was adopted. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the fans around me all kind of laughed, and he lost the puck a couple <laughs> seconds later. Probably had nothing to do with me, but I'm taking credit for it. So. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I just okay. nothing makes me happier than um, just having like a safe space to be like that level of petty and jerk in in uh, in in a, an area that then does not connect to society outside. Well, society I, at large, like I don't even want it to be a safe space. Like I want to get a player reaction back. Like, well, no, I know, but I mean, like, but I but I mean, then then you leave the arena and like somebody cuts you off and you go, okay. You know, you're, you're like, yeah, oh, sure. yeah. like it's 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 contained in the arena 100 like yeah. people have the people have inherently these feelings inside of them and it's like you, they're going to be expressed somewhere in your life somewhere. the problem is sometimes sometimes that crosses over into real life everyone knows that uh, the worst version of me is at the rocky mountain showdown and uh <laughs> Or in the uh, slack around it. I just—that's when I absolutely hit my my rock. No, 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 no! You I, guys have seen nothing yeah. compared to the way Ryan um, had to tell one of his girl, like one of his girlfriends in college, like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't go to this game together." Yeah, not not good. Um, anyways, uh, I went to that game when I was like a sophomore in college. And it's so early in the school year that, you know, you haven't really met anyone in your classes and whatnot yet. And then I got to class the next Monday and the girl sitting next to me was just like, hey, weren't you the guy in the stands just screaming peasants the entire game at CSU? And I was, and I was just like, uh... No, wasn't definitely wasn't me. Uh, I, I, I get that all the time, though. I look like that guy. <laughs> You're like, that does not sound like something I would say. Especially not, me. As it like you. Boo! <laughs> See, for me, yeah, I just go with a "you suck." Like the, um, you know, the the other teams going off. You suck. And there's just there's so, no nuance there. I, mean, I need a little realize, more creativity. Oh, you don't no, realize exactly. the, the nuance is in the delivery. Like that's Ryan, okay. like, sure. the way that, it's the way that the Smurfs use the word Smurf. Like Ryan's creativity anything. when it comes to chirping is one of a kind. I mean, he truly puts a lot of effort in the chirps that he yeah. does to fans and other teams. It's really like never directed at someone. It's more like he's talking to me. Yeah. And it grew yeah. very loud. And I'm like, shut up. And yeah. these, the, these Dodgers fans are like, oh, my God. This, this, guy stop this is talking. why Ryan and I get along so well. This is absolutely yeah. why Ryan and I get along so well. <laughs> Going back to we were talking about uh, players reacting back. Fans, Broncos fans were really upset this week um, with fans or players reacting back on Twitter, even past the game, like you said, Ryan, it's been going something they've talked about all week long, but I think it gave them this kind of like swag when they won. They're like, Oh yeah, you're going to boo us. It gives you, oh, yeah. sometimes it, it really does put that chip on your shoulder and you're like, ha, I proved you wrong. I'm going to keep proving you wrong. Keep yeah. trying to do that to me. You guys want to be fans. And, and so I, I think good for you. You, like you guys said, if you're going to, you got to be able to take it back if you're going to be chirping at it. But it really, it seems like the Broncos have a different type of swag and confidence this week heading into um, that Atlanta game. And that's a good transition to go into. How do you feel about that game, Ryan? There are a few players we already learned, like AJ Boye, who won't be playing. How big of an impact is that going to have on this team? 
Yeah, uh, that really sucked um, because he absolutely would have been the guy covering Julio Jones in most situations. Uh, Julio Jones is an absolute man freak, so uh, good luck. Uh, you're going to put Bryce Callahan on him now. Bryce Callahan, wow, feisty. Uh, is not a physical comparison to Julio Jones. So that it's already going to be really tough. Um, we don't know yet about Tim Patrick. He's questionable. He helps a lot because you can get vertical uh, on this Falcon secondary, so you want him to be out there. Um, Phil should play, which obviously is extremely important. But, man, there is so – I don't – this team has a really great opportunity in front of them. The idea that they could have started 0-3 and, and get back to 4-4 four and four just eight games into the season is a, an incredible opportunity. Uh, and they're playing an extremely, extremely beatable Falcons team. So I'm not going to make uh, injury excuses for them because I, I know it's going to, while it's going to make it tougher, I, I think that they can still win this game. You're probably not going to have Shelby Harris because of COVID protocols, even though he doesn't have COVID. Um, so <clears throat> it's, it's going to be tough. Um, but I still think based on the lack of defense that the Falcons possess, the Broncos should be able to kind of bend, don't break on their side of the defense. Uh, and if they can get in the end zone, they should win the game. So it's going to be a, a little bit tougher out there with some of the injuries, but they, I still think they have a great opportunity. How does everyone else feel? Eric, Spencer, Drew, Bruto, give me a little quick take while I find the spread real quick. I'm feeling it's four. Oh, it's four? Are you sure? <laughs> the Broncos are getting four points. And, uh, Give me the Broncos in four all day. I'll also take the money line at plus 140, 145, I'm guessing, somewhere in there. Um, like like well, Ryan said. Money line plus 175. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I'll take that. I mean, the, the Falcons, the Falcons are playing, or the Broncos are playing a carbon copy of what they played last week. Same team. They're explosive offensively. They blow late leads. So if, I'm not booing at halftime at this game. I know there's a fair chance they can come back. Um, I, and like like Ryan said, with Shelby Harris not being able to play, I think I saw today that he will not, like he can't get out of COVID protocol in time. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. Um, Weirdly, but like he's saying that, but then Vic Fangio said it's a less than 50% chance. So I guess technically zero is less than 50 um, so maybe he was just playing, uh, you know, semantics there. Michael Ojemudia has been good this year. We'll get to see more from Bassey. Um, Bryce Callahan, the actually the number two rated corner on PFF right now. Um, and, but like Ryan said, that's the thing is he's such a good cover corner, but trying to guard Julio Jones takes a special type of corner and, and maybe Bryce can do it, but Bryce is better off in the slot, but we'll see. I mean, the more time these rookies get, it does suck. We're building to be a good team, building to be a great team, hopefully, with the young core. But, like, getting time for guys like Michael Ojemudia, who probably shouldn't have really played this year and now is getting big-time minutes. He was guarding Mike Williams a lot of the game and getting picked on. But at the same time, there's no better way to learn than being out on the field. So I think the Broncos do win this game for sure. I'll also say this. It's really important that uh, the Falcon not get Calvin Ridley back. Um, he hasn't practiced, so it's most likely that he won't play. And if that's the case, you don't necessarily have to put Bryce Callahan on Julio Jones. You could put Ojemudia and then just bracket him with a safety over the top. So if that's only if they don't have Calvin Ridley. If they have Calvin Ridley, well, you're, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup for everyone across the board. But uh, they might have a better chance to get more creative with how they cover Julio Jones if – Calvin Ridley isn't out there. Okay, real quick, I want to read some of these comments of people because I said I would read it. Um, Logan here said, if I was at the game, and or I was at the game and I was a person who booed, however, I wasn't booing any of the players, but I was mostly booing Pat Shermer, which I saw a lot of people agree with that. Coaches, um, totally fair targets in my opinion. <laughs> Michael Harrison here said, like Sam Bennett, glaring – at me because I told him to shave his mustache was an all-time moment for me. Um, Jacob Hunt, I remember the Week 17 Chargers game in 2016. The fans booed Brock going into the locker room at halftime. Later, Paint Manning returned later that game. Uh, he also said baseball players responding to certain chirps are pretty funny. Of course, remember, you got to uh, throw in throw balls at Santa, of course. <laughs> Um, I master Tater over here saying, wow, what a name. I only boo refs and bad coaching decisions, to be honest. 
I was at the game, and if I was at the game, I would have booed the coaches. Uh, no remorse here saying Desmond does not deserve to get booed, Eric. That's uh, an Desmond Burner account. I know. Nice to talk to you, Ian. Jacob Hunt said, I will admit I booed Brock when he was the starter over Manning. Uh, we can argue booing the Rockies management during the past decade. And uh, then... Who's <laughs> Brock? <laughs> Um, let me they see. were out on the field, then, sure. <laughs> it's a game-by-game job performance review from the fans. If you're at, if you're at Coors Field, you can definitely boo Dick Monfort. I know right where it sits. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, on the flip side, I shook his hand when the Rockies were, were killing it. I saw it, and I was like, hey, attaboy, Dick, and I gave him a pound. <laughs> and then you shook him. No, okay. I, it, was, it, was, it was love. <laughs> Shout out to the Rapids for heading to the playoffs. Definitely, that's dope. And then we've got Scott, Scott Carpenter here <clears throat> saying, wanted to ask Eric and everyone else what shirt I should get from the DNVR store. Ryan said to get the homegrown after the Broncos game, but I'm worried he won't be a Bronco for too long. There's a lot of really great shirts. Eric, which one do you recommend Scott gets? Um, I get the the classic uh, DNVR the logo of this show that 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 the the all team logo shirt. Oh yeah! Um, not only that, um, like, any of those navy blue shirts are print, printed on my favorite version of the shirts that we use. Like the, the blend of that is somehow softer and more inviting every time I put it on. I don't know. The orange I think is the softest one. Um, That's a different brand. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, I, I one thing about the the homegrown like how long I mean the lifespan of a t-shirt is how like you know Philip Lindsay's going to be here for at least all of this year and all of next year like at that point I feel like you've gotten the return on investment on your t-shirt also, <laughs> what, also I did hear from um Brandon Spano our CEO that we will be restocking the CU um Philip Lindsay homegrown so if you want to stick to the college um instead of getting a Broncos one just because you're worried you could definitely do that plus um, black and gold is definitely better than blue and orange uh, that's a hot take a lot of people will get upset with you that <laughs> no, it's not. Some, Lindsay will cite thing. you. Lindsay has already argued about orange being the best color, Ryan. Uh, I mean, I don't even need to defend that. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just telling you. Um, Thomas here said, oh, my oh my Lord, that's the most attractive creature I've ever seen. Talking about D-line. Uh, there you go. And then he later asks, where is your – he says, I want to be in your safe space, Eric. <laughs> We don't, we, don't to read every, we don't have to read every comment, Allie. I want to read. He wants to like, did you ever see that, the clip of yes. uh, <laughs> Lillard and McCollum? Uh, hello, Denver family. I want to read some of these. We've got a lot of interaction, and we appreciate when people are watching the live stream. So hey, I, well, I don't like people treating Eric like a piece of meat. It's okay, sweet. well. I kind of do. I mean, what what happens when your only chirp is you suck? Okay. I mean, and and Tom is here saying if I don't get a shout out, I won't love you anymore, Eric. So that you could do what you want with that if you want to give him a shout out. Shout out Thomas Gordon. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. Before we finish up, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood, and they are one of the best Denver-owned um, dentists in the metro area. They're extreme Colorado sports fans, and they treat you truly like family. Our sales director, Lindsay, got her wisdom teeth removed from there. I am it's, I am eventually getting my wisdom teeth removed, and I will only be going there because of how great they are. Um, she said that it was the best dentist experience of her life, and you know, when you're getting your wisdom teeth out, you need a good dentist who's going to take care of you. Um, they send you a personal card to your home after becoming a new patient, and when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, you receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. You get free stuff just by going to Green Mountain Dental Group, so definitely check them out. My computer's at 2%, which is why I'm talking really quickly. But, Drew, I'm getting a bunch of ESPN notifications. Maybe that's – I shouldn't be doing that. Um, I shouldn't be getting those notifications saying David Dahl is probably going to get traded this offseason. A few little things like that. So I would just like you to let me know how you think because I literally – I read it. Rockies will trade David Dahl and make some moderate signings. Is what? I mean, those I alerts are you getting? From ESPN. Cool. 
absolute certainty about what the Colorado Rockies will do in the future sure is a position to hold. But um, it, it makes all the sense in the world that they would actually, Patrick and I just published a series we've been doing this offseason. Make sure you're subscribed to the DNVR.com. And we've been running through each of the players it's called Rocks and Roll, Rocks or Roll. I know the name of my own series. It's fine. I'm a writer. It's, it's okay. Um, and the idea is basically we run through their season for you. We let you know. We give you all the statistics and then uh, they'll contract where they're at right now. And then we let you know whether or not we think they're going to be with the Rockies next year or whether we think they're going to roll on up out of here. And David Dahl was a player that we were a little bit split on and both talked about, you know, it makes a ton of sense in the world to trade this guy. If you can get anything resembling a decent, you know, fair value for him. Um, you can't keep continuing to hope that he's going to be healthy every single season because he's never been healthy at the max. I think he's played a hundred games at his best. Uh, he's missed time every single season. The flip side of it is every time he's on the field, he's been good uh, really, except for this very small sample size in 2020. So if you can get relatively decent value for David Dahl, you can get out from underneath paying him a little bit of money for his sake. You probably send him somewhere where it's going to be easier for him to stay healthy because he won't have this whole, altitude problem and uh I, if somebody out there again it's like you can't sell low on david doll i don't like the idea of that but opening up some roster space sending him somewhere where he's going to do better getting value for a kid who's been an all-star who's still in the middle of his physical prime who could bring back some talent that frankly you're not going to get in free agency nobody's going out no one who's not the yankees dodgers or red sox is going out signing big free agents right now you want the Rockies to shake it up a little bit. This is a way they can do it. And all they're really losing. And look, I've, I've been a long time believer in David Dahl. I've met him in 2013 for the first time. Uh, I still think he'll succeed out there. Oh, good take. Great. <laughs> of all great times green. to freeze. <laughs> way too much positive energy on this tricky episode is what that was. Okay. Um, I, I don't think we're, gonna get drew back he might have to log on here so real quick eric nuggets nba is back in three weeks they said december 1st how excited are you i am i wow that's really fast (laughs) i'm really excited um it is it is like a little bit crazy because of all the things that need to happen between now and uh the beginning of the season um which i think i thought the the we were they're actually going to tip off the 22nd um but whatever, uh, like training camp, right? Yeah, training, training camp. camp. Okay, summer cool. first. Right. Yeah. So it's it, it, things are going to happen really, really quickly. Very <laughs> compressed off season, very obviously. Um, but you know, it the off season is terrible, and so it's it's like great to get back in it. Like, um, it's funny. Like, um, we think about. Honestly, go ahead. I was just going to say, honestly, I like uh, having a different draft of random things every day. So I know. But it's funny, like uh, a lot, you know, we, the general public and, and everybody that's been paying attention to basketball, like the season just ended. But for most of the teams in the NBA, like they've not played basketball for almost a year at this point. Like it's it's getting to that place. If like if you were not invited to the bubble, you've oh, just yeah. been watching. You've been uh, just sitting back and just waiting for something to happen for so extremely long that like most people are just absolutely chomping at the bit to go. So, I mean, I love basketball, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Oh, your puppies in the back. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going nuts. They're really excited for Nuggets to be back. Um, okay, yes. So December 1st is training camp, December 22nd. Sorry, I see a few people in the comments talking about that. But um, we – Rudo, we heard back from the NHL that they thought that training camp would be starting in November, but they're thinking uh, more January now, January, possibly February. There is, we have some people here saying, I can't wait for an NHL season. It will it will be the 2021 season. There will be no 2020 part of this NHL season for sure at this point. Um, maybe if we're lucky, training camp start in late December, but it's it's not gonna happen very soon but hopefully look the nhlpa said the other week they still want to have a full 82 game season i don't really see how that's possible in a shortened year but maybe they can work something out when it comes back it's gonna come back in full swing so i'm i'm excited for a for a proper proper hockey season whatever it ends up looking like 
We have the NBA draft November 18th on Wednesday. And of course, just like all of our other um, drafts that we've gone through, we will be having a huge show, um, DNVR Draft Day Live nba edition it's going to be so much fun so definitely um look out for some of the graphics coming out for that and for the show and what time and all of that good stuff and um if hopefully we'll have a watch party at the bar um and we'll go from there but it's going to be fun and it'll be interesting to see the way uh the draft plays out for the nba with the nuggets having that 22nd pick yeah you should check out also sorry to um brendan and harrison have been doing a bunch of prospect profiles every day they profile a new potential uh draft pick for the nuggets and they've been doing an excellent job it'll really get you caught up on, on where you need to be how many serbians are they up to now uh there is one serbian there's one serbian that we're all just uh, twiddling our fingers for his name is pokashevsky <laughs> pokashevsky is his last Ooh. name everyone calls him poku so he already has a nickname we're already completely all in on this guy he's like he's like he's like 11 years old and he's like 7 to 10 i don't know he's it's like right. one of those guys <laughs> oh i imagine he's like a tiktok star <laughs> yeah yeah poku has definite tiktok vibes <laughs> oh god um drew so you got caught out at the perfect moment you were literally you were like honestly good on on D- david doll takes though it's cool oh i all right uh i'm the host of this show you can go out of there if you want to um no but drew speaking of all the other seasons starting uh start dates we talked this in our meeting the other day. It looks like baseball is going to just have a regular, they are hoping to have like a regular season with everything starting like normal with winter meetings and all that stuff. Yeah, they're going to try. I mean, I think spring training is probably going to be really weird, but other than that, um, you know, it'll be fine. It's not it, like, I, I have no idea if fans are going to be allowed. And if not, there might not be any reason to do spring training where you normally do. Uh, so they might just like, have some camps that they might not televise it. So, so yeah, I think, but, but the timeline, I think will be pretty close to normal. Sports. They're coming back and we've got the Broncos on Sunday, the buffs tomorrow against UCLA CSU played yesterday. We're getting more and more sports and thank you for writing with us at DNVR. That's all we've got for this week's show. Definitely leave us any comments. If you guys want us to talk about anything specific and don't forget to leave us a nice little review. Um, and if you leave a review, all well, a good review, of course, I will read your review on the podcast. Go drink some Breck brews. If you're in town, go to the bar and all right, 20, that's it. 28 to three. Drew Locke wears number three. The Broncos wear orange. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Wow. Just like that. <laughs> Don't me. <laughs> what? Wow. Okay. That was All just right. for me. And, like, and people listening. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>